Hello, and welcome back to Wrong Opinions Only with your hosts, Justin and Kayla. And we are going back into reality TV this week, Kayla, because we have Love is Blind is back, and you know we're a big fan of that show. The Challenge Season 39 ended, and I think we got Survivor coming up soon, so we got to make sure we get our Love is Blind and Challenge thoughts out now. You know, spring is coming, supposedly, and so is summer, and that is where reality TV thrives, and we just had to catch up, and we had a whole new version of the challenge with Battle for a New Champion, how we feel about that. Love is Blind is back after what I think was a disastrous season five. I honestly was like, I don't know how you continue this show, because... You know, they're not, love is not blind, clearly, but they did. Oh, but they did. But they did. They continued but it, they Kayla, did. and they continued it spectacularly. <laughs> they did, so we can't absolutely wait to talk about it. So first, we're going to start with Love is Blind, season six, premiered on Valentine's Day, and this year it takes place in Charlotte, North Carolina, and we'll be discussing episodes one through nine. Of course, it's going to drop on Monday. So we will get, I believe, another two episodes this coming Wednesday and see who says I do. I think we're going to start with a little pod shout out to those individuals who did not make it past the pods. I will say it was interesting to look at the cast list and see the ones that like you never see whatsoever, um, you know, whether they made a, a couple or not. But uh, that's going to be Jessica, Trevor, Matthew, Sarah, Ann, and Amber. Justin, any thoughts on these pod players? Uh, yeah, Matt sucks completely. I think that's pretty consensus statement at this point. I mean, this guy comes in like it's a business meeting with spreadsheets. He's opening up, uh, oh, I have 14 questions. Pick a number. Oh, four. Somebody else has already picked that. Pick a different number. Okay, well, what are you, what do you like to do? How about you answer the question? Absolutely not. What the hell was this guy doing? Like, he was just all over the place, no fun. I know he's come out and said some stuff after saying he got a bad edit, but, dude, you said the stuff. You look like a psychopath in there. I don't have any uh, sympathy for you. Sorry. No, he was giving me serial killer vibes, and he's not the only one on the show that did that for me. Uh, He walked out of people when they were talking. He kept referencing being seen by America and how they would like sympathize with him. And I was like, you scared me. Like, I think you want to take one of these women for your trunk. I don't know. But like, he literally said, I'm afraid to say the word love. It made me start to go, do the people who are casting this show care whatsoever that these people like honestly want to find love? Cause I don't know how he even made it through. I mean, we'll talk about a little bit more later on, but I think the answer is no, they want the drama because The fact that Matthew was talking to AD for a while was just baffling on so many levels. Like she seems like beloved by everybody, Mm -hmm. pretty chill and everybody despised him. And he did come out after and say like, he never actually walked out on anybody that was creative editing. Who knows if that's true and that, or he lives a sober lifestyle. So he felt awkward interacting with people when they were drinking and having fun. You don't need to be like a monk in your bedroom if you're sober. You can still talk to people. Like I don't, I don't find that in, as an excuse for why he was such a weirdo. But uh, glad he got off the show pretty early on, in my opinion. And Amber, who he went to leave with, I have pretty much zero thoughts on because I don't remember anything about her. <laughs> Fair enough. Some of them I had to go. What do they look like again? Because we're so far past at this point. Um, you know, with Jessica, what did you think about? her you know decision to not really mention that she had a daughter until she had kind of met a couple people and they got to know her a little bit what do you think about that 
I was going back and forth, but I understand where she's coming from because the point is you want the people to get to know you as a person. And then the more you get to know them, the more comfortable you are to kind of tell them your inner thoughts and like how you operate as outside of the show. So I was okay with it. I, I feel like she only mentioned it. What, like the third time or so they met, it wasn't like she waited until the very end, which I think would be a bad move. Like date one, probably don't mention it last date before the proposals. Don't mention it somewhere in the middle, I think is fine, which is how she handled it. And Jimmy did not handle any controversy well in the pods at all. He, he like shut down when somebody was just like, I have a kid. He's like, uh, uh, I need a minute. I was married. Uh, I need to go home and cry in a pillow. Then I'll come back and come up with a response for you. He was just so awkward in the pods. It, it was baffling to see him and Jessica's dynamic. Oh yeah. Well, I definitely can't wait to talk about Jimmy later on. Um, I, I want to tie that actually to Trevor because in relation, Trevor kind of was like, okay, you know, whatever. Um, when someone also let him know that they were married before, like, and he said something I thought was very smart. He said, you know, everyone wants this fairy tale. Like you're just having this virginal bride on her wedding day that, that your children are going to be the only, you know, the only children she has like all this stuff. And it's just not, it's not real that, that there's real people who've had real lives before they met you. And so he's like, was kind of nonplussed about that. I just thought that was really cool to hear him say that because I do believe at the time of Jimmy and the pods, that's exactly what was happening, that he had this fantasy in his head that had changed, had altered what he was thinking. And so he, it was struck. It was a struggle for him to get, you know, past it. That's so true. Like he came in with a mindset of like, okay, it's going to be our first marriage together. We're going to have our first child together, like this whole fairy tale. And then both of those got kind of crushed, like on the same day, back to back women telling him things. So it was pretty funny the way it kind of turned out. I do love the relationship between Trevor and Jimmy while they were in the pods though. They were open about it. We're talking to uh, the same woman here. And we're still friends like this isn't going to impact us if she chooses you or she chooses uh, the other one. You know, I wish you guys the best, but we're going to be civil about it. We're not going to like hate each other as men because we're both going after the same girl. And I thought that was a really kind of a respectful way to play the game. And uh, and it is a game. We can get into more details on how much so later on with Chelsea. But we'll go and get into that right now. And uh, Trevor's edit was just phenomenal. Like he came across as the best. And I know things may have happened after the show, which we'll get into later. But he was like the nicest dude. Chill. Like I was very surprised that uh, he ended up leaving without anybody. So was I, and I think a lot of, a lot this season, there was a a lot of like, you're my number one, or just like, I'm going to, instead of having the issue where I'm splitting between people, and certainly there were people that did do that all the way up to the end, but I think some of them kind of came in, like, I'm just going to pick my one and just dedicate all this time. And then you just kind of saw how that didn't work out from the people that did have, you know, two options and kind of battled that. So I think Trevor just fell in that, but he had a, he had a great edit a great mullet as well. You know, I love a business in front party and back the mullets are in and, uh, he was just like a massive puppy dog. You know, he just had that energy. It's pretty nice. Oh yeah. He was just like, Oh, Hey, I'm just here to have fun. He said the nicest things. He was very calm. He was mature throughout. Uh, he had like no edge to him though, which may have been what turned him off from, uh, any of the women in the pods, especially, if Chelsea was deciding between him and Jimmy, 
I, I don't know. It seems like Jimmy, which is kind of weird to say because he does seem kind of like a a snowflake, frankly, um, that he's got like no edge to him. But it's more than Trevor. Trevor was very much just like a massive teddy bear in there. I also think it speaks to people's preferences and like what they're used to and not to get all therapy talk, but very much if like you're used to having received loved a certain way, like that's obviously what you're going to look towards or gravitate towards because that's going to feel similar to what you experience. So it was interesting watching a lot of these pod players, you know, rely on that and like, Oh, he's usually my type. And so I want to be different, but then what would happen? They would just kind of default to the person that probably more aligned to who they had dated in the past. Now, whether that worked out, we'll talk about, but it was interesting to see like, Oh, I have a physical type. So I just want to talk about this right from the get go because that's what I'm into. And yeah, just defeats the entire purpose of the experiment. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, let's go ahead and get into our couples. Uh, we had quite a few from the two to one that uh, stem from last season. So they're already, as far as quantity numbers, they're hitting a higher output here. Uh, let's start with Johnny and Amy. Johnny, who I would describe as like a surfer golden retriever with maybe the attention span of a hamster. And I just want to say something off the get go. I like a jokester. I like someone that can banter, but I've definitely been, you know, around people who joke around with and don't know when to not joke. And it, it turns from like joking to annoyance. So when they were out of the pods, I, I, I immediately like was sensitive to that. Cause I'm like, Oh, you can't, you can't do anything with that. You really can't, but go ahead. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I uh, agree with you 100%. He is smitten with her, and she is really into him. They seem like the strongest of the couples. But you can see, like, it seems like she's getting a little bit of an ick. Like, she said he's not really her normal type, like, physically. He's, like, an attractive guy, but she likes more of the Latina guys is what it sounds like. And then, like, a few of the clips where he says, like, guess what, chicken butt? I was like, all right, dude, you're not 12. That's corn corny as shit. Like you can be like the weird zany guy and everything and also not be super like cornball about it. And frankly, dude, wear a damn condom. How difficult. We don't know what to do about the birth control situation. I don't know what people have been doing for decades. Wear a damn condom. Take responsibility yourself, dude. Like what? Why is this turning into such a massive issue that he's terrified that the condom is going to break? Wear it the right way. I don't. Like, what are we doing here? She's not poking holes in it, right? So figure it that out, That was dude. almost his fear of how he was like, she was just like, you know, listen, if it happened, though, you know, if you're as they say often to people who are kind of contemplating whether to have kids, it's like, if you're waiting for the perfect time, when, you, when you're perfect financially, you're all this, you're, you'll never have kids because it just, it doesn't always work. Most of the time, it does not work out that way. And all you have is time. So I, I just... He, I mean, he said his past relationships, that was a huge problem was like, he did not want to have, and I'm like, again, is it, did we miss a whole condom discussion? Because it went immediately to like, you need to be on birth control and or surgery. It was not whatsoever on condom. They went to vasectomy (laughs) before I heard condom. Maybe, maybe his thought process, this is what my wife said anyway, was he wants double protection. So condom and birth mm-hmm. control in case anything goes wrong. Vasectomy is an insane thing to bring up when you've known somebody for a week or two at this point and you're marrying them. Like, Or like he, they want to have kids because it wasn't that they didn't want to have kids. 
Correct. guess it was that I don't want to have kids in the near future, like in while we're together getting married. They said and like stuff. five years is what they were looking at. Yeah. And he kept talking about uh, the fire movement. I don't know if you're familiar with the fire movement, uh, financial independence, retire early. And he's like, I'm just going to put all my money into the accounts to try to retire early. I don't remember what his job was, but. I don't think you're retiring too early, dude. I think maybe like in your fifties, uh, you're 28 right now. And I don't recall you having like a real top notch job, but I could be wrong on that. And she is very much somebody that seems like, okay, I understand we can save, we can plan for the future, but also I do want to live my life with the guy that I'm marrying through this experiment. Like we need to have fun and there has to be a balance there. And he was giving nothing. He was just kind of like, no, we need to spend every last dollar on saving up and we cannot have a kid for 1,856 days at the earliest. And then we will move on after that. I'm like, what the hell yeah, is going it on here? It man? wasn't giving me like, you know, we only like vacation once a year. We only, no, it was giving me like, we're PB and J. We keep the lights off when we're home. We, you know, when can we take the boss? Like it was just giving me like, this is my way of living. And I appreciate that. She was like, listen, uh, I I'm kind of the same mind. Like you can plan for early retirement. You could die before then. And I kind of want to like use, I want to have experiences. I want to have moments with you. I want to live life. I don't want to live so frugally, you know, to retire. And I don't know if someone is so hard in the paint, like he seems to be, I don't know how you have a middle because it's hard to tell someone to completely adapt their, their living sports reference. Kayla. I love it. Thank hard you. in the paint. Thank All you. Right. Hard in the paint. And, uh, I just was like, Oh no, it, it was giving me last season between the, the two couple that was like, uh, I'm in debt and I'm used to a certain way of living. Like not oh, as yeah. extreme in their assholery. Like they're very genuine. I just, I don't like, you have to have a lot of conversations about that because what is a middle for someone who's like, I want to retire early. So I'm living as, you know, fiscally sound as I can versus like, someone who, yeah, possible. exactly. Yeah. I, I, that immediately, like when it comes to money, money is, is big in relationships. So, yeah. Yeah. And I like, I am very much, uh, the last couple of years been like listening and reading up on a lot of the financial independence, retirement earliest stuff. And, and I try to kind of have accounts set up that I can add to that so that I could, you know, retire early. We have, uh, stuff planned out for the future. But also we like to go on trips like it's not like our entire personality, which just seems what he's making it with his. And also Amy is gorgeous. He seems very attracted to her and has not made a move because he's worried about the birth control situation. Bro, there's ways around that. Help the girl out something like show that you're attracted to her. Like show her that you like love her and want to do this stuff, but you're nervous about the other thing because Based on her interviews, she seems like she's starting to get to the real, like, annoyed, like, self-conscious part of we aren't, like, intimate at all. Like, no sexual intimacy is happening. Like, he hasn't tried. And and it seems like it's kind of getting to her a little bit. And I just don't understand how in this experiment he's like, wow, she's gorgeous. Like, I love her. We're going to get married. And he hasn't shown any type of, like, physical touch intimacy with her yet. Like, that's just a red flag. and. Like we said at the start, this is the strongest of the couples. And arguably the most sexual chemistry almost, like in a in a good way. And that says a lot because we have many other couples to talk about. But I will say like the sexual chemistry is, I would say, one of the biggest factors with 
the rest of the couples going on, whether it's like too much or not yeah. enough. It is jarring to me. I, I don't remember a season like this where it's like, you guys are just not, it's not working. It's not working. So that says a lot for Johnny and Amy. Any other thoughts on those two? No, I think that kind of wraps it up. They're the most boring couple uh, so far. We'll see what oh, happens. Oh, no, I disagree, but okay. <laughs> oh, whoa. Oh, well, we must have different thoughts on the remainders here. Yeah, so. my, I, I might give the prize to this next one that we're going to talk about, which is Kenneth and Brittany. Um, so these two in the pod, they were like, you know, they're very religious. They were like, we, you know, like traditional roles, you know, the male's more kind of dumb. I want to take more of a role in our kids' lives in my life. Like, I just kind of want to, you to direct me in life. He seemed on board. They wanted to wait till they get married, to have sex. Like they seem like when it comes to values and like what they're looking for relationships in the pods seem totally like got it together. As soon as they saw each other. It was okay. I was like, okay, not the worst of the people meeting each other. I'll say that for later on. But, oh, my God, the scene on the boat where they are on this, like, boat, you know, and they are sitting there in dead silence. And she's on, like, a love seat on this boat. And he, or, no, she's in the chair, and he's on the love seat. And there's no, like, come sit near me, come be with me, cinema, anything. I was like, oh, this is fucked. She, they both want to jump in the yeah. water. What do you think about these two? She is trying so hard. I love Brittany. She is like a phenomenal edit. She is listening. She's responding thoughtfully to all like the major concerns they all had when they got out of the pods. She's talked about the race discussion very eloquently. She's prepared. She clearly wants to get married. She wasn't overly like physically attracted to him, but like was like, I can work with this. He, our values align. And he is the absolute fucking worst i despise kenneth with all of my being this guy's a principal he is like manipulating the youths he can't get off his phone for five freaking seconds dude you have a new wife you're about to marry you went through this whole experience you are aligned with her so much and then you're talking to her she's talking to you while you're on your phone you can't even look up from your phone to have a conversation with your fucking fiance. And the worst part is he's such a Gen Z. I just can't stand him. And then every time she tries to be like, Hey, this is something that I've noticed. And I just want to talk through it. See, he just gaslights her every time. Like he, she's bringing up important conversations and he's just like, well, you know, you're overanalyzing this when really she's dead on or, Oh, well, really? I'm not being, um, touchy feely with you how about when i woke you up with all the lights at two in the morning and you didn't want to do anything for me and she's like are you freaking kidding me i was in a dead sleep you didn't come to bed until two in the morning you woke me up like an asshole and then you want me to jump your bones dude like get the hell out of dodge and i just terrible look for him terrible look for that school that hired him as a principal just he is a travesty of a human being and i want nothing to do with him get him off our tv don't even bring him to the reunion have britney just torch him whenever she wants and bring her back for another season that's my rant wow i did not know you'd feel as strongly strongly as you do about kenneth i feel this way about a different person on this damn show but yeah kenneth is trash and i was rooting for ken because it just seemed like they talked about real things about what they wanted in another person as a partner. And it just seemed like so clearly was he not interested in her 
from the beginning. The fact that she confronted him on how he just wouldn't touch her with a 10 foot pole. And she needs that veil. She needs the person that she's with to like be attracted to touch her. Like, and he's just like, wow, no one's ever, everyone tells me I'm so touchy feeling as he's about as far from her as he possibly could. And, and when he says with that, his phone in his face, with his phone in his face and he doesn't even like, if someone said that to me, I'm dating someone, they said that to me, it's immediate. It is like, come here, come to my arms, like, come here, like, validation. Like, he, no, that didn't change whatsoever. And he goes, oh, wow, everyone uh, everyone says the exact opposite about me. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Doesn't even, like, look at her, touch her. I'm like, oh, my God. It's painful watching. I mean, I, my, I was She's cringing. gorgeous. Like, Brittany is a very yes. pretty girl, too. And he just... I, I was listening to a podcast where they think maybe his conversation with AD, the race topic, got in his head. I, I think that's giving him too much credit. I think he just sucks. I completely agree. I think he, if he does talk about it, like on reunion or later, I think that's an excuse. I think that AD gave him a reason why he was like, I don't feel comfortable. Because she, to, at least for what I've seen, she gave no inclination that she hadn't been, she wasn't thinking about it, that she wasn't kind of conscious of, yeah, there's like maybe work to do here. Like I got to, you know, talk to his family. I got to like think about what it is. You know, and so I, I love that, like how she sounded was so intelligent. We got to say that they broke up uh, in the in the last episode that we watched. And just a quick side yep. note, they broke up and a hundred percent. He was trying to get her to break up with him. So he didn't look like the bad mm -hmm. guy when he, it was a hundred percent his fault. It's negative percentage <laughs> Brittany's fault here. She is a saint. And as I put on Twitter or X, I will ride in the streets for Brittany because she deserves way better than this asshole. As will I, as will I. Um, yeah, I felt so bad for her. And when she does like come to her breaking point, I appreciate like, she was just like, we got to lay this out here. She's like, listen, I, I do want to wait until we get married, right. To have sex and be intimate. But like, I, I need to like be, be looking forward to it i have to be like god i can't fucking wait until our wedding night and we can be together and she's like i don't feel that at all you are cold you are you don't make me feel like you know i'm attractive and and that you care for me in that way that you're listening to me and she's like i don't have that and her heart's breaking as she admits this to him and he's just cold receiving it and just very like well you know, like that's how you feel. Right. And, you know, like he couldn't wait to pack his stuff and get out of there. He was on the phone like four seconds later. He was like, all right, I'll be buying a few. Who knows? Was that a girl? Was that his brother? I think it said his brother or something yes. on the phone. Right. But it's just he she is saying that she's basically like, hey, we can do everything mm -hmm. besides sex. Like, but I want like to see that you're attracted. And he is giving off vibes of girl. I'm not helping you out at all but I'm hoping you help me out whenever I want. Yes. That's the vibe I'm getting. Yeah. And the yeah. thing about and that's, waiting for marriage, like this is kind of a perfect scenario because they're getting married soon. So it's not like you're like, we're going to date for three years. It's like, there's an end goal here and it's coming up pretty quick. Arguably, it's like, this is like just intense foreplay. This is the time for you to be like, oh, we're, I'm so fucking hot, but we got to wait. And I'm just like, what a bummer. I felt so bad for Brittany. I hope she deserves someone good. And uh, yeah, Kenneth 
Well, I'm fans. sure her DMs are filled after the season or season started. Yeah, airing, she hasn't so responded sure to me yet, but I'm suitors. waiting. So, um, <laughs> oh yeah, you reached <laughs> I out. Reached out. That, you know, shot your shot, I feel Kayla. bad for her. So, um, let's go ahead and jump into Clay and AD. I just want to say AD is my girl of the season. I just think she's so well spoken. She knows what she wants. It's like it sucks when you do see people who are like very clear in what they need from someone and express it so well, and then just be with a fuck boy is how i'm going to describe clay like again the biggest controversy with him among other things she's like this is her type this is the guy that she goes to and unfortunately she decided to you know agree to marry clay and he's proven that the whole way through where he was asking her what she looked like and that he wants you know like big boobs and ass and like so can you tell me if you have that basically and now, when he met her and saw, like, oh, okay, I got kind of what I want, he just treats her like fucking trash. Oh, I dislike him so much. I'm like, 80, you deserve so much better. Like, yeah, you know what you want, and this is not it. He's so clearly, like, wants his ass and wants his cake and wants to eat it, too. I want to go do my own shit. Oh, maybe that too. Yep. I want to go. <laughs> I want to go live my life and then come home to you and we fuck and then I go back out and like I don't want you to care that I'm I'm off doing my own thing. Bullshit. Wait, you want you want us to sleep in the same house every night? You like what kind of unrealistic you want to talk to me about that? your feelings and your day? Ugh. <laughs> I cannot stand Clay. The whole time in the pod, you're like AD. This is the exact guy you described that you always go for and it never works out. And I think there's a pretty, pretty clear reason. There's a sexual attraction there. She is like into his vibes and like the flirtation, but he straight up said, like, I think I'm ready. I might be ready. I don't know. And how many times has he brought up? I'm nervous. I'm going to cheat on you because, and then makes up an excuse. My dad cheated on my mom. So I can't be held responsible if I cheat on you. AD is very attractive. He was very pleasantly surprised. And I'm glad that she did not give in to like, well, what do you look at? That could be a deal breaker for me in the pods. Like, she's like, no, I'm not going that far. And she actually responded very calmly of like, I'm sorry, but like, that's not an area I will go on the flip side of that. She stayed. And if she was not confident in her looks, she probably would have left. So I wonder if that's probably giving him two credit. Like she stayed, I told her what I was looking for. So if that didn't really align with how she looks, she probably would have left, but that may be giving um, clay way too much credit who just says babe or baby, every other word. He tries to be like, I am trying to open up. I, I am a sensitive soul, but there's so much trauma in my past. I've cheated on so many exes. I don't know if I can get past that and have a wife. Like that dinner scene where they're sitting out there and he's like trying to make excuses and she's just sitting at him like, and he's like slurping the soup grossly and like chugging it. And she's just like, really? This is what I signed up for is this fucking guy right here. Like was great editing by the producers there, but she deserves so much better. And then when they, his um, mom and sister come up, that's another huge red flag that he is comfortable getting super defensive and basically calling out his wife in front of his mother and sister. Like, can you believe that she expects me to sleep in the same house with her? We have different schedules. If I'm two hours away, why am I going to come home? And she's like, uh, because we're getting married, dude. Like what the hell? I just can't stand that. Guy. I, there's so much I want to touch on that you said, but you have it exactly right. Like 
I, listen, my parents are still together, so I don't I don't know what it's like to have parents who are separated or especially like a cheating theme. Like, so I don't know the effect personally that that creates, but I just I I really can't wrap my head around this like commitment, this like you're telling me all the men in your life have cheated, all of them? And and then just to be like have no personal I don't know, personal like what is what is it I'm trying to say? Like he just doesn't see his part in it. Like don't cheat. No, no self accountability. Yes, like don't cheat. Yeah. Like and I I wanted AD to be like, have you cheated? Have you cheated every? What was your longest relationship? And have you cheated before? Like these people need to say this because when when he seems to be so far in the rabbit hole of like my fear is all about like committing and that like I could cheat and it's like, are you gonna cheat on me? Like are you gonna cheat on me? I, I, I just, how do you get Bro, around that? AD Don't is cheat. the catch. You shot, you outshot your coverage. Yes. She settled for you. You are the reacher. She is the settler. You need to acknowledge that and take accountability and, oh no, I'm worried I'm going <laughs> to cheat. Oh, the cool thing is just don't do it. Just don't do it. Like completely don't do in your it. control. And if I'm dating someone and they're just keep bringing up this, like the cheating, the cheating, the fear. I've only known this. I- I'm absolutely like, you are fucking going to cheat on me. You don't want to commit. So when you cheat, you can oh, yeah. be like, it's an easy out. Well, we just break up. Why? And he has fake vulnerability. I just want to say when AD is really being vulnerable and talking, he pretends he is. He He talks about his past and he brings up like, I want to, I want a wife that we do this together. We do that. That's not being vulnerable. That's not being real. Be real and tell her like, mm, I want to like be able to cheat on you and not have to get a divorce. So like, could we just date? It's so it's bullshit. And she, I was going to say you hit the nail yeah. on the head. It is fake vulnerability from him. Like he is just saying what he thinks mm-hmm. he's supposed to say sometimes yes. and not what he actually believes. And he is very like finicky, mm-hmm. like jittery ADHD style. And he he knows what he's going to do. And he's just setting up the template here to be like, oh, I told you this was going to happen. Can we just have an open relationship? Or yeah, something oh, stupid for like sure. That. For sure. Like that. And again, when he is at that dinner with his parents, like you said, and he's just like, I, I'm about my money. My job is serious. Like if I'm at one place and I got to be at a property, like I got to stay the night, you know, I can't come home all the time. And she's like, my job is nights. Like it's not the work. It's not, I don't care that your focus is on work. I love that about you. I'm the same, but like, I have to make time for you and I'm going to be working nights. You need to make time for me. And you have to like care to want to make time. And I appreciate that his mom was like, you have to understand his, you know, workplace. And I was like, I roll, but she was like, you, you make the time. If you care, you make the time. And that's exactly it. If you care, you make the time. And he so very clearly does not care to make the time whatsoever for her. Yeah, when the mom started talking, I was just like, oh, no, she's going to take his side, which is just baffling to say here. He's never been held accountable for anything he's done in his life is what it sounds like, even though he was a D1, what, track athlete. So he must have had to, you know, be accountable for his own actions at one point. And then she did end it with, but if you care, you need to make time for the person you're being with like i was married for 23 years and she's like and it ended but you know at least we had a run there and i know know what what it looks like i love that because as i get older i'm just like i do have a respect for people that did try you know have a certain amount of years and it didn't work because like marriage is this be all end all and i i um understand i'm talking to a married person and absolutely you guys will get to the end you know long lives love long lives um like only marriage for me that's for yes i can appreciate that like you know 
sometimes people are here for a time, you know, and then when it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But like, it's still validating to have spent that amount of time she had, you know, with her ex-husband at the time. But I'm just like, yeah, you give time. And Clay is just so immature. And I, I really like, seriously, I would be like, absolutely going to cheat on me. There'd be no, if you are so concerned that you cannot personally control your ability to cheat on someone and to tell someone I'm not, I would never do that to you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Run, AD. Run. And to add to that, he had a freaking breakdown, was ready to fight everybody in his orbit when he found out AD was talking to Matthew. So he can't handle it if it was the other way, but he wants it to be okay when it's his way. Like if AD goes, okay, if you cheat on me, fine, I'll sleep with somebody else. He would be like, absolutely not. No, that's not how this works. What are you talking about? I'm the one who gets to cheat on you. You can't cheat on me. And he would freak out if that He's happened. the guy that has a back and forth in the DMs on Instagram. And it's just like, we were just talking. She's just, she was complimenting me on something. It was innocent. And then doesn't go home for three days because AD talked to someone at the bar when she was getting a drink. Like, that's the energy he gives. 100%. Mm-hmm. So run, <laughs> run. I, I hope to God that she doesn't say yes. Um yikes i'm sensing a theme from these couples we're talking about so far and we haven't even gotten into the most controversial one we haven't yet so let's go ahead and jump over to jimmy and chelsea and jimmy i saw your your tweets um i don't know if your opinion has changed with any future previews but i was so shading you reading your tweets because i'm like jimmy is a fucking serial killer he is the most gaslighting <laughs> asshole no he's oh, not gaslighting no yet. he is not a like monster. the other guys he and here's the thing okay we should we start the pause you, you give your point and i'll rebuttal here okay go ahead i, I feel like we got to start talking about the story though like the story of them because it's just like a nightmare you gotta start the pods i feel like with jimmy and so jimmy of course had his like who am i picking chelsea or jessica right and i'm i'm gonna say it a hundred percent the decision was made because he thought when those doors opened after he proposed he megan (laughs) fucking fox was walking out of those doors and gonna make out with him and when he saw her his dick shriveled so far into his balls. Ooh, I saw Kayla. his face. His and he tried. So, he like looked out at the camera yes, too. He tried so hard to recover, and you could so tell because it took not twenty seconds into his confessional after they saw each other. He was like, "Well, she did say she looked like Mega." I mean, he was kissing her, but his mind was playing like the how can i turn back time and say and it's hard because chelsea is not a bad looking chick here's where i stand on this and i want to know your thoughts over the whole megan fox of it all and we did talk about it last week i she obviously should not have brought up looks whatsoever in the pot that's not what supposedly this is supposed to be so i i would not have said that and if other people say it about me they i'm not both saying deserve about me. what happens if people say it about of me what they did i'm not saying it about me but anywho, she did whatsoever. Okay, guess what? You take your looks with that because there are always going to be people who are like, you, no fucking way do you look like her. And clearly that's where Jimmy is. Jimmy, however, again, Sir Pat made his decisions, I believe, based on looks. So where do you land on the whole Megan Fox of it all now that you've seen it? So, uh, well, and her friend said she looks like Carrie Underwood and Megan Fox. So let's throw that out there. She's both of those combined. So he 100%, he heard Megan Fox. You could see his eyes, his energy was like, Megan Fox and she can't 
don't play coy girl. You knew exactly what you were doing. You brought up the conversation so you could be like, oh, I've been told and then tried to play dumb when you knew exactly what you were doing. And that's how you were going to get the edge over Jessica, who looks much more like is just conventionally more attractive is the way I'll put it. And she tried to manipulate him. He fell for it. And then you guys have to lay in, lay in your own bed. You should not be bringing up looks or lookalikes when you're in the pods. Like that defeats the whole purpose of the experiment here. And I love Jessica when he breaks up with Jessica and she goes, you're going to choke when you see me. You're going to need your EpiPen when you see me because she's like, I'm a freaking dime piece and I know that you're going to see me and regret what you did, which is a pretty bold thing to say, honestly but just hit perfect. Jimmy in the pods, I did not like. My tweets were solely Jimmy after the pods surprised me entirely. He seemed like he was very attentive to Chelsea. He was like, hey, I love you. The problem with him is he says, oh, you know, not that it would have mattered, not that the looks would have mattered. You can't keep saying that, dude, especially when it is clear from the onset that Chelsea is one of the most insecure people I've ever seen in my entire life. And she needs constant affirmation. And he is like kissing and like, I love you. You're gorgeous. Like, it seems to me like he's really trying. And he was kind of being his normal self outside of the pods where he's having conversations of the, oh, I just ate like 20 taquitos over there. I, I was just shoving my face. Like he just seemed relatable. You know what I mean? And she, so I want to speak to that because, you know, I don't know if you've experienced it, but like the neediness in a partner, the like need, needing that validation can grind on you when it's constant. And obviously that self-esteem, that's like, I, I need external validation to feel good about myself. Got it. And I understand how she's constantly looking for that validation. I just want to give a little, empathy to the fact that women's intuition is straight up a real thing and it's hard that to say that she's not picking up on the fact that jimmy clearly has had a change in his chemistry sexual chemistry and attraction to her and that he is looking at other women or thinking about like it's just an intuition thing whether he's straight up talking to one of the other girls saying like you're hot i want to like all that stuff. Like you can feel it. And he, it, I, it's so apparent to me when I'm watching him and them interact that he is not feeling her in the way that he maybe wanted to. And you pick up on that. And I think that is making her even more because it's not unearned. He, he's giving her that feeling of like, Oh yeah, babe. Yep. And he's just looking like, it's just a cold blank stare of him thinking about Megan Fox at night when he, when he's in bed, like, you feel that you feel that. And so I, I just want to okay. say like, it's not unfounded that she's like, you, you like me, right? Because he's so clear, like, eh, you know, I, I get that mm -hmm. to an extent. She is like way overboard with the neediness and she escalates everything in order to start an argument so that they can make up. Like when he's like, wow, like AD is stacked, the infamous line. And she, she was like, yeah, she's like gorgeous. She's got an ass. And then instead of just leaving that to yourselves, she screams in the thing, AD, where'd you get that butt? My fiance said you're stacked. Like, ah. like she brings it up, makes it worse, makes it more awkward. And now Jimmy in that situation, in my opinion, is like, well, now I need to go over and explain myself. Now I look like a weirdo. So he's like, hey, I'm sorry. And then he talks to her like for five or 10 minutes. And Chelsea just walks away and then complains about him talking to her after he was kind of forced to because she shouted it from the rooftops. And I, 
she, I cannot stand her. And Jimmy, I think is going to probably have a negative turn here in the next couple episodes. The preview coming up about the, did you sleep with her? Did you fuck her? My opinion, and I've talked to my wife about this, is that has nothing to do with Jessica. Because frankly, I don't think Jessica would do that to Chelsea or Jimmy Like in this situation. I think she'd wait for things to be broken off based on what we've seen from her. I think that has to do with some of his existing friends that are girls. She's going to be like, oh, you have like a lot of close girlfriends. Have you slept with any of them? And then I think that's going to start the fight because it seems like he probably has. Yeah, I think that's right. Here's the thing to take in consideration is that they've not been long dating. You're going from a literal public, I'm aware that you're dating other people, which is not hopefully the experience you have when you're dating in real life. And like you're seeing it all the time, constantly you're talking to other women. And then we get together and then we're seeing everyone that you were talking to and all of that. It, it is a really sensitive time of like, we just got out of poly dating essentially for whatever amount of weeks. I don't have that rapport with you that I can like feel like you're, you're, we're good. You know, like they literally had just gotten from, I saw you, we spend a night, we're meeting everyone in a group dynamic. Like there was not a lot of time. So for me, if you're like feeling that energy, maybe from him, I don't know how she couldn't know from that first interaction. And then like, he's complimenting another women. I felt like there wasn't enough time to cement that. Like we've been seeing each other. So like, you're with me, like having that, like immediately you're with everyone. You're like, wow, I would feel some type of way about that. I would, I'd be like, Whoa, you know? Okay. Mm -hmm. I, I guess, (laughs) I mean, but like when she goes, you haven't kissed me, you haven't told me I love you. And he came back with receipts. Like, uh, Oh, I kissed you three times today. I told you, I loved you this morning. And she's like, Oh, you did like she a hundred percent. I think like they zoomed in on her face. She was trying to like play it up for the cameras mm-hmm. of like, how dare you? And he called her out and she's kind of like, shit, I'm kind of stuck in this now. And then when she, he tried to say it in the nicest way possible, he, he was leading up to it. And he's like, I don't know if I should say anything. He's like, honestly, you're being a little clingy. And she's like, I'm being clingy. You told me I'm clingy. Oh my God. The worst thing anybody's ever said to me. Oh, Oh, she is. And then like runs away. I was like, what? What? You are girl. You are. But like you said, maybe there's a little bit of a justification, but you have to be able to take what he's telling you, like, and have a conversation about it and not just freak out. No one, no one wants to date someone that's constantly like, tell me, love me, tell me, you love me, tell me all, all the time. You just can't, you can't give that to someone all the time. And Clearly, the girl needs therapy. You need to find that for yourself so you're not looking to someone else to give that to you. However, you should still have it, but you don't need it. And so clearly, she needs it. Like, she needs it to feel good today that you said this in this hour. She's keeping track. She's got a tally. She's got a scroll. So I understand. I totally, like, I, I like at that point, I'm like, Jesus, can you say something about it? Because he had waited a bit before he said that, supposedly. And I was like, oh, my God. It's kind of incessant. But like I said, I just feel like it is stemming from the energy that he's giving and doing, too. And then she she does the thing again when her friends are over. And she brings up the situation to make it more awkward and call him out. Like he said that he doesn't like that. I initiate sex as much. He's like, no, I didn't. What I said was you've been initiating like, so basically I haven't had to, 
but I want you to keep initiating. But she tries to bring it up, throw him under the bus, and like but in then, the public settings. Like that's like, like a way to. Um, I didn't like. He kind of acts like he was abused. Like he's like, I didn't want to have sex the other night, and we did. And I was like, oh shit! Like it, it was just like, oh my god. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I don't know. They're so very clearly not good for each other. Um, I don't know whether that's like Chelsea really needing to work on herself and kind of get it together or, and it's freaking Jimmy, like needing to know how to talk to people, communicate things. He's so very clearly like keeps things to himself, you know, like just be honest. He's not being honest with her. She said that he is a great communicator when she was talking to the other people. And I'm not, I, it's tough to tell what's real with them because both of them, when they are not with the other, are talking up their relationship a ton. Like they need like the validation from themselves so that they can get it from other people where he's like, we're the happiest of all the couples. I love you more than any other guy has ever loved any other girl in their life. And she's like, oh my God, he's the best. Like everything's going great. And then when they're the, together is when they have those budding heads. So it seems like they need to put on that facade when they're talking to others, but really underneath it she is just very insecure and he is not attracted to her enough to give her the amount of affirmation that she needs i think he's not attracted to her absolutely and i think he's thinking about whether it's someone else or someone from the pods but i think he's just like this is not there's no way they say i do i'm gonna say that right now there's no way i cannot wait until they see jessica agreed jessica well I guess uh, Jeremy apparently showed him a photo of Jessica's like, dude, look at her. And that seems to line up with Jeremy. And uh, I heard Justin, uh, when she was talking to Laura at the bar, right? She's like, oh, all of his ex-girlfriends look similar to me. And I was like, this guy? this We're talking about the same guy. This Jimmy is pulling girls that look like you all the time? Like, what? I, something just isn't adding. Like he's maybe not an unattractive voice. It's guy. Like the raspy, darker voice, that un- deeper voice. Like the southern. Or, yeah. yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because he is. I don't he's think fine he's looking, unattractive. He's, like no, he's not at all. But he's not like all right. This guy's you know, Trevor is what gorgeous. you're saying. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Trevor is that attractive either. I, he's like ripped, but like Trevor's like he's got a weird magazine look. a little bit. Like he gives me like yeah stud energy. You know um true true yeah i don't know these two are doomed i i just wonder how explosive it's gonna be when it does happen for them speaking of explosions uh shall we get to our last <laughs> couple which is jeremy and laura jeremy the stupid spelled way jeremy, jeremy a Jer- horrible spelling of the name jeremy that my phone wants to correct all the time i'm writing about it but uh yeah so i mean he he came out as like the nerdy guy you know like the the, the math the numbers and like totally different energy than he gave i'll say at the last episode where we see him and laura like what do you what do you think about jeremy and laura so I was surprised that Jeremy went with Laura instead of Sarah Ann. Like in the pods, he seemed to have, and I think he even said he had more of a sexual chemistry attraction with Sarah Ann, but got into more of the deeper vulnerable stuff with Laura. And I personally think Sarah Ann's politics is probably what swayed that decision. Uh, Cause she said she was a little bit more conservative. He said he's a little bit more liberal. You know, you can date somebody that doesn't align with your political views. So that's not like a huge deal, but to him, it seemed like it may have been the kind of the final straw for him to change his mind because he did call Laura by Sarah's name at one point during the pods, which is usually not a good sign for things to come. 
they showed his house, his immaculately clean Roomba's always running house. Like he very well may be Dexter. Like he may just like, go in there, be murdering people with all of the um, plastic coverings and cleaning everything up. Like that was weird. I know me. I've called uh, uh, two men already serial killers from this show, but damn, I, I do watch a lot of crime shows, so maybe that's bleeding in. But um, from how I saw him in the last episode, tell things with the coldest fucking chilling voice, <laughs> sinister. I absolutely think the Roomba is cleaning up the blood because it is <laughs> chilling how he's gone from the beginning to the end with almost like an inability to see others emotions i don't know you're so right like it's a, giving me american psycho it's giving me like businessman in the front and then behind yeah. the scenes it's like here's the plastic wrap it is freaky and i really like laura you see they're uh looking at remaking american psycho side tangent i did see so. that i've heard some interesting <laughs> names being thrown out it is hard to have remakes i'm sorry like it just christian bale is so good in it i don't know so slight, uh, slight little uh, veering off uh, by me there. But Laura, and it seems like to me he is attracted to Laura. He yes. likes a lot of things about Laura. But Laura seems to be a lot. Like she is, she is like constantly kind of nagging him. Like when they met her family, she just kept tearing him down and being like, what, do you want to tell them why we almost broke up? Because of your stupid fucking Hawaiian shirts. Like, and her family is even like, Laura, chill who gives a shit if he's got some Hawaiian shirts, man? Like this isn't the end of the world here. Like why is this your deal breaker? And, and maybe like you said before, she has some of that intuition of something is not really lining up here because she is like aggressively nagging him at all times where he's doing it back. And it, it doesn't like, there's a line between the playful banter, like you said earlier and like, okay, like now we're just kind of taking shots at each other. And it seems like they already went past the playful banter to the, we're taking shots at each other yes. way too early yes. on. In the and relationship. I would say they were communicating well early on. Like when they had their kind of one-on-ones in the DR before they kind of got to real life, they were communicating very well. Like they had had fights, which I think it's fine. It's, I think it's important to have fights to see like how you overcome them. If you don't have any fights, so you get married. Yikes. You know, um and so i was like okay he did wrong he admitted it he communicated that to her she said her part like it seemed like they maybe how they handle it when it's happening isn't good but it seemed like they kind of have a moment where when they you know the next day or they're like i shouldn't have done this i shouldn't have left i shouldn't have you know and i was like okay well maybe they can work on this together um that really kind of went downhill just like you said when they started like almost purposely fighting each other yeah. i don't know if it was like i'm gonna pick a fight with him because i want support like she was like i'm gonna kind of talk shit about you and i'll have my family here so like i'll feel protected when you come back at me i think that's it but i don't know i think her parents are the ones who said like you know laura will <laughs> run over you if you let her but she'll get pissed that you let her He's like, so she wa she's going to try to do it, but she wants you to stand up for yourself. So it's almost like they're saying about their own daughter, she's going to be very difficult to marry because she wants the control, but she wants you to push back on the control enough to assert yourself, but not enough to belittle her. Yes, so, it's the control I want you to have. Like, I want you to yeah. push back on the things I don't care so much about. 
so that I'm like, okay, I concede to you, but I'm not really losing. I understand that feeling. Like I'm conceding to you, but I'm still in my mind winning. And that is a hard relationship to be in if you are also someone that cares about that control. And it, so clearly he is. There are people who are more passive and like absolutely like someone to more dictate those things. And, that, and that's for women and men who are just more like, eh, I don't care that you're kind of the vocal, the like enforcer. And I'm just kind of like, okay, babe. So clearly that is not the case. And it's coming out at towards the end of the show. And detective Laura. Yes. Really d- dug into it here. She just masterclass uh-huh. at detective work here. She set it all up. She said, Oh, you think I'm going to be awake at that, that time in the morning to check your location, lull you to sleep. You dig yourself a bigger hole, slams it down. She catches him so deep in the lie that he has nowhere to go. He's just like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh what? Let's talk about so, that. Oh Let's talk gosh. about the so fight great. at the <laughs> end of the end of this last episode. So he, they have a fight. He leaves, he leaves. And through their interaction with each other, he, she, he does not text her like where he's at, what he's doing, anything. But what he does do is concede to sharing his location with her. So hit, so they're the scene kind of plays where they're in a living room. There are opposite seats and he looks like he's just like ready to fucking run out the door. She's upset, but he's giving like American psycho kind of feeling in his body where it's like, they may have already, yes. I've heard rumors. Maybe they already had the fight yes. and then production was, was like, no, we need to capture this. Very camera. well. Yeah. Yes. So she's like, where were you? What were you doing? And he concedes. He's like, yeah, I went out. I, you know, it, it becomes very obvious that he met up with Sarah Ann. Okay. From the pots that he said no to. Okay. So he phrases it as the guys from the pod wanted to go out at the bar. They wanted to go to a different place. Someone was like, Hey, Sarah Ann's here. He wanted to get some things off his chest. So he's like, I'm just going to talk to her. They meet up. And then he says they went to the parking lot and had a conversation and just cleared the air over the experience of him turning her down. Okay. Laura goes, okay, motherfucker. Well, guess what? I woke up at fucking 4 a.m. or 5, looked at your fucking location because you didn't text me, you didn't call me, zero, and you are not in the fucking parking lot. You are in Sarah Ann's neighborhood, which I know where she lives, so where (laughs) were you? And his face is like, oh, locations, like, actually can work against you when you aren't where you say you are? And I was like, oh, shit. So apparently he left his phone Mm -hmm. in the car in a parking lot that he thought would track his location, but his Apple watch, which he was still wearing, went to Sarah Ann's apartment until, which he admitted, she's like, oh, you were up talking to Sarah Ann until five in the morning. And he's like, yup. Like he, he was very defeated when he had to say, she goes, well, the bars closed at two. Where were you? parking lot and he's ve- he's trying to give very minimal answers so he doesn't get called a liar and then she's like so are you telling me uh nothing app he's like i'm not talking about that so you're saying that you didn't see sarah ann i didn't say that he just refuses to admit it and i don't know if anything happened maybe they were talking maybe they made out i don't think they had like sex or anything but who it's it's really tough to tell what makes you think they didn't hook up i i said i think they may have made out um hooking up i i don't know man i i just feel like jeremy would do that to her is what you're saying i i don't think 
Sarah Ann would do that the first time seeing him outside the pods. Because I think for her, it'd be like, really, we're going to see each other once. I'm going to sleep with you. And then maybe you go back to your fiance. But he went to her house. Here's the thing. If you're, you know, he picked someone else and that they're still expecting to get married at the end. I don't know what he told her. I don't know if he was like, I want to be with you. I don't know what the conversation was yet, but you still invited him to your house knowing the optics of that. So to me, I wouldn't, I'm not saying she did or didn't. We don't know, but it. To me, if you'll take someone else's fiance to your house. Yeah, that's fair. You're that's not going to just... have sex. I don't know. But also, like, he came back at 5 a.m. I don't know. It seems like we're going to do that. Then I'm going to get dressed. Then you're going to have to drive me back to my car. Then I'm Now gonna... you're the optics. You're the optics of the post-coital sex. But no, absolutely. Yes, exactly. like, that could have been a <laughs> 1 a.m. And then we got four hours to plan this out. Same True. clothes I wore when I went out. That's how I'll explain it. So... Yeah, no. I think that's too much, too much planning. You shower, do I shower? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you change, I won't look. No, I don't think it was like I gotta go <laughs> have this fight and break up real quick and then I'll be back. I don't yeah. know, but it kinda ends on that ending where she confronts him like i i know you were at sarah ann's house, so what do you have to say for yourself? And he otherwise had been getting like you said, a cold energy of like nope, nope. He was trying to wear his sunglasses yes. inside. And I'm yes. glad she's like, really? You have your sunglasses on inside? And he had to take them off so you could see the fear in his eyes. Yes. <laughs> oh, he's so clearly busted. What yep. a great cliffhanger for these couples, Justin. I mean, I, I, I This show know. is made very... Like, the producing of this show is great. Like, they they set up the, the Matthew. We didn't know he was talking to Amber reveal. Yes. That was great. We had the setup of the reveal with Chelsea and Jimmy. We have this kind of like big fight set up. And then there's previewing another fight with Chelsea and Jimmy. Like they have done a great job with this season. Oh yeah. I think they realized like we really fucked up last season. Um, People hated it. And so instead of them going, let's actually pick people that should be on the show and like do generally want to have love and be married. uh, Let's just have the most chaotic people that will say I do to get the most drama. I think that's absolutely what they did because they got it. I, I don't know if I have much hope for any of these people. I don't know if I'm rooting for much people, but shall I get to the internet drama real quick on uh some, and I will say this is all over the internet. Uh, I think there's been some denials. I'm just strictly going to say what the internet has kind of put out and then just say, we'll find out what happens essentially when the show ends. So enlighten me, Kayla, because I know very little. Yes. People are saying that Ken is gay. And that he got on the show to appease his family. And there you go. And apparently his cousin is the one that has been putting out that he's like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah, he's not straight and all this stuff. So that's rumor one. Huh. Kind of. Well, I mean, I guess that would explain a little bit what, of why he had no what interest makes in sense. Brittany. Would make sense. Um, and this is like a family member that has like previously commented with him as like a family member so has said like yeah no but that again internet rumors kind of makes sense if you think about it but i don't know he has not come out at least allowed maybe when the show ends i don't know trevor is rumored to have had a relationship during filming and people have put screenshots of him talking to his girlfriend okay so Mm -hmm. this happens on the bachelor this happens on this show i take all of these 
oh, I was in a relationship with this person right before filming or during filming, just with a massive grain of salt, because what what does this mean? Everybody has different interpretations of dating or in a relationship. It could be, I went on a couple dates with a girl, we hung out a few times, and then I went on the show. Were you guys like in a committed relationship? Who knows? Maybe he was going out on dates. All these people are supposedly on the show because they haven't found the one, right? So they're looking for somebody to marry. So I take that with a grain of salt, unless it's something where it's like we were in a committed multi-year relationship and we're living together. And like at that level takes it is a little bit of a different uh, interpretation. But if it's casual dating, I frankly don't give a shit like that. Everybody was doing that before they went on the show in one form or, or another. Okay. I appreciate those thoughts from a non-bachelor uh, side here. Um, Jeremy apparently has confirmed was cheating on Lauren during the show. So we'll find out. Of course, the truth will, you know, we have a reunion. We have two more episodes before the reunion. We have the internet post-show. So I feel like all of this will come to a, a honest place when they can talk about it. I'm sure the you know, people can't talk about it right now. So I, I don't know if they're even able to defend themselves, but um, it is rumored that it was Sarah Ann, in fact. But again, we will find out. Um, yeah. Well, as we wild. said, there was the TikTok from Sarah Ann that appeared to be from Jeremy's bedroom yeah. that she posted, like basically like screw the haters type of thing. Mm -hmm. Like, so that was a nice little, yeah, probably seems like uh, him and Sarah Ann might might have had a little something after the show. Okay, the so, show. so you've changed your tune. You've changed your tune. I'm saying to, uh, I think now they're probably together they or okay. hooking up, but I don't think they straight up had sex that night that he got called out for. Okay. That's right. my opinion. Okay, I'm with you. You know what? It is wrong opinions only, so we'll find out who's wrong here. We'll see. Um, all right. Is there anyone you're hoping says I do? Hoping says I do. I I'm hoping that anyone you're rooting for. I mean, we just basically shot down all of these relationships <laughs> yeah, in crazy did. fashion. I think Johnny and Amy, I'm hoping they do. And I'm hoping Amy can kind of be like, dude, get over the, the not wearing a condom thing or whatever their situation is. That's the only couple that I really have hope for. Mm -hmm. Like Jimmy and Chelsea, it's like wavering because I think like they could but I, I, it's not looking great right now for me. I don't think they will, They're but so, they have... do, if they make it to yeah. the altar, I will be surprised. But so <laughs> clearly there is not a, there's not a yes there. I, I agree. Johnny and Amy is the most hopeful I have, unless some of these couples, which it seems rumored to be may separate and then get with other people previously on the show, almost the new couples I may start to root for versus <laughs> what they have now. But honestly, they all need to separate. They all should not be together. This is terrible. Yes. Uh, agreed. Love is in fact, <laughs> not blind. I think that's exactly it. So when I thought about changes to the show, I, I just really think they need to stop having people in their mid twenties on the show. What do you think about that? I think it should be people in their thirties. So I, that's one thing I was going to say. I yeah. like that. Uh, there are some older, like late twenties, early thirties peoples this season. And I think that makes it more compelling because those people are more actually interested in it. They're probably going to have more interesting conversations. They also have more of a past to talk about or to create drama yes, from. And Yes, and I don't want to like put a giant sunbeam on your 30s, but it really is a different 
landscape of how you're looking at relationships and life and things like that than in your 20s, just flat out. I mean, you're dumb as shit in your 20s. And I think we're seeing that because these, these people don't know what the fuck they're doing. They don't know how to handle relationships. They don't know commitment. Marriage is somehow terrifying for them. The show, the show needs to either say, are you a true social experiment and you want these people to find lasting love and marriages? Thus far, I do not see that since the first season. Um, or do you just want like fuckery? And I think that's kind of where I'm seeing it because love is mostly not blind. Sometimes it is, um, but most of the time it's not actually. And I think that show just proves it. All right. I think that wraps it up for our love is blind conversation. We still have three more episodes, uh, two to see who makes it to the altar. And one, of course, I'm super excited for this fucked up reunion. That's going to happen. Um, Uh, we are pretty long right now, I think, for the challenge. So I think we'll have to save that for next week. So please save your challenge, opinions, thoughts. We will for next time. Leave you hanging here. And let's go ahead and get to our- So many judgmental love is blind thoughts. We had to get them out. We had. I'm sorry. You know, love love is not fucking blind. End of story. All right. Let's go ahead and get to our Swirly of the Week. All right, Justin, I'm going to be quick with my story of the week because I've been upset ever since I found the news. Now, you know, when I'm obsessed with something, I'm constantly checking about it. I'm looking into it. I'm reading about it. I'm I'm doing all the things. We've ta- We've had a whole episode on the lioness, and I've been so excited for the lioness. And unlike 80,000 other shows that Taylor Sheridan does about the 1800s and, and Westerns and horses, I don't know. I don't watch them. He had a military show that felt like it was for me. It was for me. So good. So fucking good. And I just been every week going, has it been renewed? Has it been renewed? And nothing, nothing, nothing. It's been months since this show premiered. It's star studded. I go, how are they not continuing with the show? I got great news. The highest of highs that the show has been renewed. And then I was drop kicked to the ground (laughs) when I found out that they want to make this more of a, you know, different cast every season type of show. And I am it is like being granted a gift that is rotten i i am devastated because i am so invested in the characters that we got and i don't know whether it's because from what i've been reading from the cast they're like in it it's not like you know zoe zeldana was like oh i'm back to you know doing movies it seemed like they're like we're waiting to hear about the show like so even the um person that i forget her character name right now but like everyone's kind of like yeah we're waiting to see so why why do the western shows the the freaking horse shows get to have the same people and yellowstone and get all to those have the same about? people every season but the one show that was for me it was for me it has to have a completely different cast and i'm devastated devastated yeah this is uh, one of the things I brought up when we were watching the show, I was concerned that the way it was titled, Special Ops colon Lioness, set it up to be an anthology series where it's Special Ops colon whatever other story they want to tell. But that first season was so good, it ended in a spot where you could definitely pick it back up. There's a lot of threads that you can still go with there, and it's upsetting to see that it hasn't been renewed, but... I mean, there's just questions. TV's in a weird place. I mean, you're just going to end the relationship 
the way you did. I, I don't know how you go back on the romantic relationship of the series. I understand that. I still want those two crazy kids to make it work. Terrorism aside. Um, but like even the dynamic between, you know, Zoe Zaldana's character and her, like, I just, I just was like, that's it. That's, that's where we'll just end them. Does she continue with the program? What's up with the family? I, I know she, maybe she'll pop in for like an oh, episode. I'm broken. I'm broken. You know what the I, problem is, Kayla? There are too hmm. many women. And they need to oh. they need to really show the spotlight on probably some white men in this next season, I'm, whatever. Broken. Comes That's what Westerns are for. It's all about them. <laughs> this is for me. This is for me. And the slow rollout of the queer romance that I got and was so excited. And it was something I could watch with my dad because it was military. It was something for him and something for me. And now I'm broken inside. So fuck you, Taylor Sheridan. The end. Uh, something to bring up with your therapist next Thank week. Thank you. Yeah. I certainly will and have. <laughs> My Swarly of the Week is pretty uh, pretty quick as well. Uh, it goes with everything we were talking about today. It is Jeremy from Love is Blind. This guy <laughs> try, tries to share his location to leave his phone in his car in a parking lot to show that he was there the whole night without thinking that it's also going to be on his Apple Watch and just immediately basically turns himself into Detective Laura, who just called him out. It just was a massive swarly move on his part. Just botched it every which way. So Jeremy from Love is Blind for me. He really think he had it in the bag. He thought he was just going to be cold sitting there shaking his leg and just being like, yep, I just, we just talked. Uh, love it. I love it for Laura and uh, we'll see what happens there. Go ahead, Justin. What is our friendship question of the week? So our friendship question of the week this week, Kayla, is if you were in the pods doing love is blind, what is one question that you would ask somebody on the other side of the pods to try to get as much information from them as possible? Like a critical question once you're, you know, a couple uh, dates in with them. I got a couple of them. And again, it's so hard to think about, like, I'm only going to know you for X amount of times we meet. And then I just have to say, like, yes, I want to marry you forever. That is hard pill to swallow. Also, people tell you one thing and do another, but I think like there'd be two-ish kind of things I'd want to bring up is one, like, how do you fight? How do you handle conflict? Because I feel like that is where a lot of these guys go wrong at the end is that they're all runners. So like, I would have yeah, a conversation about how, and then if I have to throw a scenario, like, Hey, this happened, like, how would you handle that? And we talk about it. Like, I, I want to, you have to be able to articulate, like, you should know yourself. Like, okay, I need time to think about it before we come back and talk about it. Or I run. I, I that's something I want to work on. Like I want to talk about that in the pods before you disappear all night and then try to gaslight me and tell me that you were in a parking lot all night. And then I think too, I would I would want to ask like what is a what is the like a normal like a day off for us look like what do you what do you enjoy in like a quiet moment when we're not doing because when you're working it's easy to be like we're off doing our things like what does a weekend together look like like what do you you know. I think that would be especially relevant yeah. for people like us, Kayla, where yes. we just fill our schedule way too <laughs> yes. much. We're like, uh -huh. oh, well, our typical weekend is, well, we have 17 different things planned, so we can relax between two and four <laughs> on Sunday, and then we have to go be productive. Yeah, we so, have an open day, and we're like, how do I fill these 10 hours exactly, that I have but to work if with? people don't like that, then mm -hmm. you really need to be able to talk about that. So those yes. are great questions, Kayla. Uh, one of the ones that I think would be pretty helpful to get a better understanding of them and the people they are with is how many like best friends do you have and describe them? 
Like, I feel like if you're describing your best friends, it gives insight into you as a person. Like, is it somebody that you've known since kindergarten? You have these long relationships where they know everything about you and they, they're still there. They're there to help you whenever you need. You have people you can talk to about issues in the relationship that are going to give you honest feedback. You know, they're not going to just, you know, be yes people the whole time. Um, are they people that you just met recently and are developing a new friendship? If all your really good friends are people that you've only known for a brief amount of time, massive red flag. You know, if you haven't made any friends in the past two decades, also probably a red flag. So I think you can get a lot of information on just how somebody talks about the people in their lives. And friends, I think, separates it a little bit more because when they talk about family, oh, I love my family. Family is everything to me. My mom, I love her. Yeah. Okay. We, we understand like everybody's going to, for the most part, say those positive things about their family. But when you get into friends, you can be a little bit more you know, critical and honest about how they see you in the world, you know? Yeah. And I agree. I think, I mean, for some people they're around their family all the time. So that tends to be more of a factor than friends, but I feel like for most people, you tend to be around your partner's friends or your together friends or whatever. And so you want to know like the dynamic and how they talk about people that they care about. Cause presumably if they're a friend in your life, I did find it interesting that they, we did have some like girls that had guy friends that they mentioned and vice versa. Like, I don't feel like that's talked a lot about in real life. Like obviously people have very strong opinions about whether you can or can't. Um, so I appreciate like people were honest and open about that. And like, that didn't seem to be a factor from what we saw. Well, yeah, we're, Chelsea's going to freak yeah. out on Jimmy at some point. We we know that. But yeah, I mean, Kayla, we're, I mean, we've been best friends for years. We've known each other mm-hmm. since kindergarten, pre-kindergarten, yep. kindergarten, yep. right? Kindergarten, so, yep. I mean, that's a pretty good run. 20, uh, what are we looking at? 27 years, give or take now? Yes. Thankfully, we've Not always shabby. dated people that hasn't had an issue. And, and thankfully, with Chit, like I consider her a best friend. So I think I'm lucky in that regard. Obviously, people feel differently, too. Um, you know, it's interesting. It's just, it's like, you don't see it a lot. So it's cool to see, like, uh, if you trust the person, um, you know what I mean? Like, that's a factor. I feel like, I feel like a lot of times you don't, and that tends to be the issue. Yeah. That's, that's one thing that's tough, especially on these shows for love is blind is it's such a short amount of time for you to develop that level of trust Mm -hmm. with your partner yes, or that level of trust with their friends. Like you mentioned me, you and shit, like. I trust Chit. She trusts me. She trusts you. You trust her. Like I also knew Chit before you dated. Like we knew each other before you dated. Like you know, so it all kind of it moseyed on out. out, But so I love man. Friendships rock, and uh, relationships don't, according to the show. But uh, (laughs) I'm gonna stand in for my wife here. So when are we gonna be able to see uh, Kayla's? relationship here when are we going to be able to judge somebody you're dating you know i'm out there i'm out in the streets again i'm out in the streets again as you know and uh you know some things might be lined up you know i'm i'm 2024 you know could be my year to jump in they know about the podcast i put my so (laughs) good good confessional i put the podcast out because if I were, I, I feel like it's a way to get to know someone without the commitment yep. of, so I feel like I got no shame. This is how I am on the pod is me. And this is how I talk. So I feel like that's an easy way to be like, is this for me? Is this not? And also you know, promo. Be kind of we funny. get a listener, you know? <laughs> yeah. We get a listener, right? A little promotion there on mm-hmm. uh, dates. And then uh, if you are um, talking to somebody 
and they just randomly throw in some reference we made on episode 47, you could be like, oh, you listen. That's so sweet. Also, are you a psychopath? You listen to all of our episodes back or what's the deal here? So you can get a little bit of insight. Exactly. Kayla. So, yeah, you know, winter's winter's coming to a close and we'll see what happens when the things defrost because uh, the water has been real shallow. So I've been on some real, uh, real terror. So we'll see. We'll see what happens spring. No pods, though. I won't be going on the pods. Um, all right. <laughs> that wraps it up for our episode. Oh, My wife is literally, before we end this episode, is texting me, did I just hear from the other room that Kayla has a date? What's going on? She is the nosiest person she on the is, planet. I just had to add I, that in. <laughs> I love giving her the least because it gives me the most amusement. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm just going to show up with someone next game night. And just be, That'd be just, great. That's how it's going to drop. It's not going to be some conversation um yeah sorry chit you're not here what can i say i think this wraps it up for our episode this week love is blind can't wait to see what's ahead and we'll see you next week well that's it for this episode of wrong opinions only please follow us on instagram at wrong opinions only and on twitter at wrong opinions jk where we'll be dropping some clues and hints to upcoming episodes until then jk out